everyone. Welcome to our very first official episode of Two Friendless Friends. My name is Flora and we have Kelly also on the show. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed our introduction, which was uploaded a week ago. And if you haven't checked that out yet, um, we'll have it linked into the description as well as hopefully on the screen somewhere if we can get it figured out. Um, and if you have any like suggestions, like we said at the end of our introduction episode um, on how to like improve or like certain topics that you want us to talk about, just let us know in the um, description box, the comments, I should say. So before we like begin our actual topic, um, we should just catch you up on like what's been going on in our lives recently. So Kelly, what have you been doing these past this past week? I mean, we got results for our f- first year of uni, like our overall final results. Oh, like, yeah, So yeah. term three results and then like our overall final wham for first year. And haha, that was fun. <laughs> Especially when there's technical difficulties and the results don't come out at the scheduled time. Oh, yeah, and- there was... I waited like two hours for me to get my results and I was really nervous because I just want to transfer into science and I I wasn't sure if I was gonna make it because of my course and I was just really nervous about that I was honestly scared about not passing one of my courses but then like I just checked Moodle and I saw my result there and I was like why is it here so I knew like my actual result a few days before Hmm. but you you were like happy with yours right yeah I was pretty happy like I knew that there was this one course that was gonna drag me down no matter what and I think I just was like okay I need to pass this so I don't have to redo it because I refuse to do this course again I hated it and I was like yeah I just need to pass this one the rest the the stuff that I actually care about I want to do well in but like if it's just a compulsory course and it's like a one-off thing if you don't do that well it's okay to like have that one lower mark and you just learn from it in general yeah so like yeah that one low mark I think part of me was really sad but the other part of me was like does it even matter to me after this like it really doesn't yeah because like especially since we're like first years it does make sense if we have like a like an outlier of a low mark because it's understandable plus I think um I mean I don't know how considerate they are at like like when you when you mean like it doesn't really matter do you mean in terms of like our final mark or like when when you're getting hired like I think because like overall we finished like a hundred and something units and this is just six units of that yeah and it's also like a course that's not really related to a job I want to do in the future as well. Like that would be taken into consideration as well. So I think like I can I can live with it. Okay, like there's yeah. nothing wrong with having a low mark. And at the end of the day it wasn't even that low. Okay, that's good. I'd say. Like I know people around me that have had like lower marks and people that have had fails on their transcript. And it's still okay. This actually um, places us in a really good transition into the topic that we actually had planned for this week's episode, which is all about like um, the transition 
transition from like high school to uni and our expectations on that so um yeah like did you always have this kind of attitude towards marks like oh it doesn't really matter in the long run like especially like hsc i think you can you can consider me to be like your typical straight a student like from high school yeah um i was kind of like 80 i have to get like 80 percent and above if it's below that it's not really acceptable for me at in high school and then like i think there was just this realization that it's not the same in uni the marking system is just not the same and you're gonna have to do a lot of like courses core courses that won't like be related to your major and they're not gonna all be like your strengths and you like you just have to accept that you're never gonna be as good as some people at that and that's okay because you have other strengths to balance you out and it's just like the marking system for uni the actual like it's so much harder to get high marks like I think for someone that gets got 90s in um in high school getting a 90 in like uni is very different yeah honestly like um that's one of the things that I wasn't really prepared for and like not many people really talked about I think is um like the marking system in uni it's I think it's really flawed because um they changed the courses up a lot and I think um but they don't change the way that they mark. So someone who did the same course like last term may have gotten like uh, 90 easily and I could be like performing academically like around the same level but I could be getting like 60 in that same course just because of the way that um, like who it's run by because it, I think it changes, right? And yeah. just the way like the assignments works. yeah and like i think there's also this kind of weird expectation like in high school everyone's averaging around an 80 like no matter what school you went to i think sorry like they i think like the averages at school the average marks at school are really different uh i mean i don't i don't think the average for our school is 80 ish maybe like some it, I'm um, not sure because I think like average at my school was like 80 something right okay that's good and like um it's just like you have to face the reality that most people get credits in uni like not everyone's going to be getting your high distinction on every single course you know yeah for sure and it's just yeah you don't you go in you expect straight A's you're not gonna get straight A's unless you're a genius that's all I'll say I do think that a lot of people can relate to this um when I say that the expectations really lowered from high school to uni because I also like wanted to like my expectations not that I really always reached it but like it would be at least like an 80 sounds nice um and at uni now it's like I guess like uh like 75 plus 
I would say which is in the distinction range, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say like I want my wham to be in the eighties range, no matter what. Like that's distinction to a high distinction, but I'm not expecting anything above ninety from myself. Like honestly, I think I'm fluctuating between, like, I I don't actually know because like I started off this year at like seventy three, and now I'm like seventy nine. So. But I do think that, like, um, I don't think that the way that I performed in term one was um, a good representation of how, like, well I knew my stuff. Or more like just the course was weird. Okay, yeah. I'm going to blame the course and not <laughs> Blame the course and not yourself. It That's was the so way to go. Weird. If you- <laughs> Anyone who has taken Arts 1090 will tell you that it's the weirdest. It doesn't make sense at all. There was just so many, there were so many readings that, there were, there were like a lot of readings every week. I didn't do them. You know what? That's probably why. But uh, it was like an, it was, uh, I don't know. You should have seen me in table 1710. That was, I didn't do anything. But, that, that's probably why I was, oh. like, barely no, passing. No, but you did the notes, didn't you? No, 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 no. I gave up after week three. Also, like, something else that I found different um, uh, between high school and uni is that, uh, like, the way that I studied and, I guess, like, note-making because I didn't really... I didn't make any notes before uni. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, before uni. I didn't really make notes. I kind of just learnt off... Like, just, like, uh, classes, I guess. Like, tutoring. Um, I think high school was like, less, like, having to make notes and more of, like, learning as you go and just not... I think, like, it's just the content in high school was a lot easier to get away with not having notes. I don't think it's content. I think it was, like, the workload, though. Because, like, it would be one textbook for the entire year, basically, right? And every single week you would learn a bit. And, you know, like, you would get, like, homework that was, that might be, like, assigned to you or, like, just some questions that you had to do. Um, Like, I remember for business studies, we always had to do, like, essays. And I did a lot more essays than required. So I learned a lot of the content through the essays that I did. It's kind of weird, but, like, I would find um, questions that I didn't really know how to answer. So I kind of learned the content through that which honestly probably isn't a good idea because you should know your content before but like anyway I I did learn a lot of I did yeah like through the work that I did but um in a lot of courses now you aren't necessarily required to do any um like weekly quizzes or even like work to ensure that you really understand what's happening and even like sometimes they might give you like quizzes but it's done in such a way that like it's well for me anyway it's it's like easier to cheat and just look off notes and like actually trying to learn oh yeah it's like because yeah you can have your notes right next to you i think in uni like the workload is so much bigger because like, yeah, you're learning less courses because in high school, you're learning, like, every subject at the same time. But in uni, it's, like, it's, like, in high school, if you would have, like, you only get, do, like, 
part of a chapter in one week or so. But in uni, it's like multiple chapters in a week if you're going through a textbook. Basically. If you're lucky, yeah, maybe that week would be just one chapter. But usually it's multiple chapters. And I do computer science and that that's one of the easier ones because as a course, it's not as easy. But most of the work is about practice and they do give you the opportunity to practice. So that was like nicer than working from a textbook. And when they do give, like, a lot of chapters per week, it kind of, like, it gets to a point where you just kind of take the easy route out, I think, where you just um, find ways to... You, you can find summaries <laughs> online, like, honestly. You really can, because I think, like, if every... I In my head, I see it as, like, a bell curve kind of thing, where, like, there's an optimum level of work that should be given to each student which motivates them to actually learn what they're given but when you exceed that point the students just they're just going to find um like methods that will make it just easier for them to just get through what they're doing rather than actually learning and I think I think I got to that point many times this year yeah especially like in um the psych courses that I was taking last term I was given so many chapters and I just I don't think I tried I I definitely went into the finals with the um, mentality that I would just control F my entire way through which (laughs) honestly though like where you can for an open book I mean, you know, they said not to, but when it's online like this and in this kind of like environment um, where there's no one really monitoring us and we do have the ability to, I think it's almost silly. Your brain takes the easy route. Like you're putting yourself at a a disadvantage if you don't do that, I think. Because you know people are going to do that. Even if you put like a disclaimer, like... Make sure you don't cheat. Don't use your notes. Like, people are still going to do that if you don't actually, like, force them not to through, like... I think, like, uni has given up on making us do closed book exams. Like, all of my exams... Oh, no, I had one closed book exam, and honestly, there was no time to open a book anyway. Like, it was my computer science exam, and, like, there was literally no time. Like, you just... You just write your code, like... You don't have time to go back and check, like, old code and stuff. Like, I think that's the... That was my only closed book exam. The rest were... The other two were open book. And that was okay. They did try, I think, at the beginning. But there were a lot of ethical issues about, like, monitoring us and... And Examity got hacked. Oh, did it? I thought it was just yeah, about... Yeah, I think it got hacked. And it was, like, um, it's just an issue with privacy, like... If they aren't able to store, like, stuff like the recordings of us doing our exams safely, then that's, like, mm. that that goes down a really bad path. And the uni would rather not risk that. Yeah. Also, I, I don't know if we ever mentioned before what we were studying, if that makes it relevant. Um, but I'm currently doing Bachelor of Commerce. And I'm doing a Bachelor of Commerce in Computer Science. I actually started off with media, PR and advertising, moved on to Bachelor of Commerce and trying to get into Bachelor of Commerce slash science. Except like 
you know how um comp sci com is like the the most it's one uh, of the bigger like the, ones it's one of the ones yeah. with more, most people in it but it sounds the exact same as commerce science so that's why i have to say commerce science because people are going to think it's like comp sci com sci yeah i mean um, and there's also the fact that you have to stay in uni one year longer because you transfer oh yeah because i didn't know too much about like transferring and actually that's actually something i wanted to bring up um because either i didn't um talk to enough people about this or people just didn't it's not like a very well-known thing but um when i first at the start of the year i knew i wanted to well i thought my final destination in terms of degree would be commerce and i yeah and what i should have done even though i was enrolled into a completely different degree i should have done i should have just taken the commerce courses even though oh yeah because your media units wouldn't transfer exactly like even if your current degree that you're studying in right now doesn't have um like gen eds or it doesn't have or you you've either used up or oh sorry um if it doesn't have like um space for you to pick courses that are outside of your current degree or if you've used up all those spaces I think it's a smart idea to still like pick courses that are going to be in your degree that you want to transfer into but I only think that this Mm. strategy works if you're confident that you will get into your degree and it's also like you should do that if you're trying to transfer into a double degree because that's when you don't have your gen eds but if you're transferring to a single degree the units from your previous degree could be used as your gen eds for your current degree i think like it's just a bit risky and it's like if you're willing to take the risk do you want to explain what gen eds are so gen gen eds are like general education and it's just like you're encouraged to take units outside of your own faculty and so like it's it's like kind of the idea to give you a more well-rounded education but um it the number of gen eds you can take per degree for like per degree changes for like each like i think i have a friend who's going to data science and she only has two gen eds so like um yeah it's very different for everyone and you have to make sure that you don't do too many level one courses and stuff like Mm. that because some degrees will have those restrictions yeah yeah they have like um i I only found this out recently but your uni should have like some progression plan or like some help system if you're unsure you can you can call up your like um the student hub or like your faculty's advisors and stuff to find out anything yeah or a really good idea if you you don't really want to call like people you could talk to friends that you have or people that you know in the same degree yeah or like pe- like just people that you know because it's really helpful to have someone like even just a year above you to help you with stuff i think yeah because i've definitely like comparing what i learned 
what I know now compared to what I knew same time last year, it's a really big difference. Um, I mean, let's just say first things is if someone can teach you how to make a timetable, that's the best thing. Cause or else your timetable sucks. My timetable for first term this year was so bad. What's a good timetable then? Uh, I try to go to uni as few days as possible and try to put everything together. Right. And because of... Because it's real, that's more important for people that have work, though. And travel time. Because a lot of people do... It, it does waste a lot of time and money. I mean, right now, there's no travel time because we're... Yeah. Corona. A lot of unis now and... Um, yeah. So a lot of unis now will only do um, in-person tutorials but not lectures. So if you can... I would suggest like putting all the tutorials onto one day, which is a common advice that was given to me, but by a lot of people, it just makes it easier, I think. And it makes it easier for yourself because you kind of dedicate this one day to you being tired as heck after uni and every other day you're just like consistently working through your work like I think one of the biggest differences from high school to uni was high school was so easy to do stuff last minute like it was actually so much easier to just like look over stuff a week or two weeks before your exam start writing notes like in the holidays before your exam because your exam's like week two of school or something sorry is is one week um last minute one week, two weeks. If it's an exam block. Okay, okay, right. But I, I would, I would say, I would assume that like looking over just means like revising, right? But if it's uni, when you only have ten weeks, one and two weeks is like that's really precious time, right? Yeah, I think um, uni you can get if you actually sit down and work, you can get so much done in a week. But I would not recommend trying to learn, like, 10 weeks worth of content in one week. Because there's just so much more content covered. Like, I think uni really pushes you to be just a tiny bit more consistent in your work. Like, Like, just, like, make sure that you do, like, at least a tiny bit. Yeah, I, I always end up having, like, some things at the end that I leave to the last minute. But... I've spread I've noticed that I spread out my work a lot better than I did in high school I do think though that um well at UNSW it is we do go by trimesters so 10 weeks most degrees anyway except for med I think is that the only degree yeah I think med's the only one that's still Mm. on semester um anyway so like you don't really get a I don't feel like we really get a break for trimesters it, it kind of just feels like one after the other because normally there's like th- around three major um, assessments you do like if we wanted to average it out um, but every course can be a bit different whereas like for high school you did have the privilege of like having that break because it wasn't because a term yeah you had like it was like a term apart at least. Yeah, and yeah, it, exactly. Like some schools only did yearlies and half yearlies. And like the term tests were just topic tests and stuff that no one really Cared studied about. that much for. Exactly. Because, yeah. 
And like I said before, you did have um, like some homework that you were given, which would have helped like jog your memory. And so like whatever you learned in that day or week would have stayed in your mind a bit longer. Yeah. Like I think uni, like your weekly work, uh, it doesn't exist for some courses. For some courses you do have it. And um, weekly work is good in the sense that it makes you keep up to date. Yeah. But like also poorly organized weekly work means that you could easily just command F and do Basically. it instead of actually learning because that's what I did for management. Oh yeah. And I did not know anything when like the final assessment was due, but it was okay because it wasn't assessing every single topic. It was just the ones that I chose. So I only studied two weeks worth of content for that final assessment. Wait, that was a hand in anyway. What's the assessment for management? It was like, wasn't it the the last thing to hand in was the... I don't know, that was the logbook. Yeah, I didn't have... A, logbook didn't even need me to do I any think, studying. But like, so for one of our courses... The video? Video, we chose two, to- you choose yeah. two topics. So like it was... I only needed to study the topic I needed to cover. So for um, one of our courses that we both did together last term in term two, we had uh, a management course, which um, there was like a weekly component called like logbooks, which asked you a question, like a, I think like a case study question or... It's like um, a reflection kind of thing. Yeah, a reflection on... um, It could be like personal things or it could be about... Like directly about the course content or like reflection on feedback that you've gotten as well oh yeah but you always have to relate it back to the course content which i did find helpful but um there like i would say um oh yeah so management also had a uh weekly like adaptive reading so like textbook reading and like like a true and false a b c d multiple choice quiz that you just there was no um, it was like really consequences bad. to that if you got it wrong because there, it, you could redo it unlimited times. If you spell a word weirdly or spell a word wrong, then you get the question wrong and they give you another one. Yeah, like it was it was marked, but it took your best mark and you had unlimited times to redo it so where it wasn't even redoing it it's like one go if you get something wrong they just give you another question until you get all the marks to get full marks so as long as you like finish your attempt that's three marks for you basically and you end up like memorizing the the questions i think when you get a lot wrong but like when you have something like that compared to um, an accounting course that both Kelly and I did, um, where every single week they gave you um, questions from the textbook, uh, like maths questions, basically, where you had to... There was theory uh, and practical problems as well. Yeah, I've, I feel like when you do that kind of homework, I, I, I don't know if homework's the right word. It sounds a bit like... I didn't really do it though. Kids. Like, to be fair, I had answers. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I, I actually But even did with it. the answers, like, um, having to, like, write that out, like, handwrite it. Oh, yeah. So. I actually still learned everything without reading the textbook, without watching lectures. Because 
Um, I did not read the textbook or watch lectures for accounting. Let's just say that. You can't really get away with not doing a lot. And I still got a distinction, so that's fine. Like, what a smart queen. No, I think it was just, it was a really, it was easy. It was quite easy, actually. And a lot of the questions came from a question bank. Oh, yeah. So what I, what else I've noticed, um, is that everyone actually takes the, like, I, I think like the first thing that people do is try to find the easy way out. And then if they can't find that, that's when they actually start to try themselves. Because with accounting especially, I haven't taken a lot of courses because I'm only first year. Um, so I don't really have too much to say on this. But I do know that for accounting, it's so easy to get high marks because they re- like the course reuses the same questions. And someone... Um, had the brains to compile all these questions up and just hand it out to everyone so you kind of know what's being asked and you know the answers beforehand like i think it's like i'd say at least like around 60 percent of the multiple choice 60 questions would you would have like answers to already from ah right and if not because i had multiple questions right yeah yeah plus the ones that i gave you from my one (laughs) so you had yeah. yeah. Um, and if not, they just change like the the um, numbers the up. Year or the company. Yeah, name basically like, though, uh, they don't really change the numbers. Oh, like the final answer is still gonna be the same, or like it's just gonna be like slightly different. I can't really remember because I took it a while back. But yeah, like I I do think that it's better to have like this weekly um, revision if it's. Um, if you're required to actually do some, I don't know. I think it's actually in terms of the con, like the content's different because with accounting, it was a lot like math space. So you couldn't exactly just like you did have to learn the things. Yeah, you did have to learn like all the formulas and how to like write a balance sheet and stuff. Like you can't really. You can't memorize that You can't stuff. command F that. <laughs> like Yeah. Or control F if you're on a PC, Windows laptop. I am on Windows. Yeah. So um, I'd say, like, I think my easiest course to, like, just not have to study for finals was computer science. Because I haven't studied for any of, computer, of the computer science finals. Like, the most I did was, like, flip through the slides to make sure I got everything down. Because... How computer science is structured at UNSW was, um, in I think, in a majority of the courses. Like, there are going to be courses that are, like, literally just one massive project. But in, like, a majority of, like, just the first few courses I've done so far, it's, like, you have a weekly lab and a weekly test. And your weekly lab will assess the stuff that you did in that week. Your weekly test will assess the stuff you did in the week before. And oh, like, so that makes it really helpful then. Yeah, so like, and you have to consistently be doing it to get the marks because it's part of your final mark. And then there's two major um, assignments usually, which are basically solidify the biggest kind of components of the actual course. So like, yeah, you can if as long as you finish all of that, you generally don't have to really study for finals. Because that actually covers every single concept you need to know. Except for the stuff in the final week. Because that's not... They don't have time to give you a lab and a weekly test for that. 
but like the stuff in the final week is either non-accessible or it's not really assessed that much unless you're trying to attempt the impossible final question of the exam and and something that you just mentioned which reminded me of um a it reminded me of um something that i found that was quite weird when i first got into uni was like the waiting you said before that like your weekly quizzes and tests for comp um they were all counted towards your final grade and when i first heard that like everything is counted like every single thing that you do basically um is counted towards your final grade and a lot of the weighting is quite like a large amount like you you it's normal to have like a 50 percent, 60 percent assignment yeah um i was kind of like worried about that at first i was like oh this is going to have a such a big impact on my overall grade but after a while i think i just stopped caring or i just yeah got used to it instead it's like if you screw up one thing it's really easy to recover um your marks wait in high school or uni and i'd say like Mm, uni i had that i mean like i i i barely passed all my assessments during the term for one of my courses and i still got a credit yeah because one i for one of my courses this term i just passed the essay that was um it was a 40 percent essay and i was so convinced that my final mark would be like either pass or like credit at most but i ended up um like pushing myself back up there and i think the only way i did it was through control f again um which was for a 40 percent final Yeah, I think, like, in uni, I think, like, generally, during, so for some courses, like, a lot of them, like, have finals that are worth 50%, and the other 50%, you can get those marks during the term, and I just say, try to get all the easy marks first, which is the stuff during the term. Yeah, there are definitely courses where because you can get don't, easy marks. I think just don't rely on being able to get 90% in finals yeah what do you think about participation marks though participation marks are so screwed up because I've never seen anyone with a full marks in participation marks are you sure (laughs) I have full marks in participation no I literally participate every single week I ask questions every single week I get a 9 out of 10 Okay, but my... Because I think a lot of people have, like, varying views on participation marks. I don't like it, but for a very different reason, which is that I just... I really like participating, so I know... I don't know, this is, this might sound very, like, arrogant or, like, up myself, but I do... I can, like, confidently say that I can get full marks for participation. But because there is a thing such as participation marks, it comes off as though i'm just tr- as you trying to get all your marks yeah and in a I think, lot of uh, sorry in a lot of the courses that i've done previously that had participation marks the tutors um would always say like hey flora like you don't have to try anymore like you've already gotten the marks and like, let it, someone else try yeah yeah so that's why i don't like it 
But I know a lot of people don't like this uh, because it forces them to talk and they don't want to. I think it's like so many times I genuinely just don't have anything to say. Like I genuinely don't have any questions to ask. I genuinely just don't want to say anything. Like there's a lot of times where like oh the tutor asks a question and you you're meant to answer it because like participation marks. But someone else has already said a really similar answer and you're like, what am I going to do? Like, if I don't answer, I'm going to lose those marks. If I do answer, they're just going to be like, oh, you copied this other person. Like, Hmm. it's, I just don't like how participation marks makes you do something whether or not you have an answer to something. Like, oh, you you should ask insightful questions. What if I already know what's happening and I don't need to ask any questions? Yeah, that's why I feel like the the system's a bit um, weirdly designed. Because if it just marks you on, like, how much you speak up in class, um, it it doesn't really work for people who kind of already know what they're doing or for people who might be like really shy with like maybe like anxiety yeah. disorders or something like that cuz it's just that some people are going to need to ask questions some people don't like you're going to have a wide range of people in a tutorial at uni and so, like i think some people just don't even need the tutorial to know the stuff some people do see that's why and it depends on the course mm. Like, that's why I think that's it's why better. Tutorial attendance shouldn't be compulsory. Um, I think it should be compulsory, though, because then no. people are just going to get... People People are just going to get, like, lazy. I didn't go to my... Like, I got... Just, I had a really nice tutor for Compsci last time. I didn't go to most of the tutes. Because, like, just looking at sample programs and, like, just re- doing my labs alone, I understood what was happening. Actually, yeah, yeah. So, I like, can see. I, I didn't need that to spend that extra, like, hour and a bit yeah. in the tutorial when I could just finish my lab. Like, um, at the beginning of the year when, like, tutes were still in person, like, everything was still in person before lockdown happened, I literally left my lab two hours early because I finished everything. Because for accounting tutorials, I found it pretty useless, too, because all we did was just mark the homework. Which was then uploaded. Go through answers, essentially. Online. Which, yeah. Well, like, oh, to be fair, my tutor wrote his own answers, so they were slightly different, and oh. he actually went through the methodology. So, like, I think that was useful to some people, but for me, I already... I already... If, like, if I'm able to do the homework, then I'm able to understand it anyway. So why do I need to listen to someone go through something I already know again? instead of me just having that time to work on something else but then at the same time it's like you're paying for that person to teach you that so you should make the most of your money at the same time like there's a balance that actually brings up a lot of good points i have this paper with me and i've got so many things that i want to like go into but i don't think (laughs) we have the time for because we plan for this episode to be around 45 minutes it's we've got like 40 minutes so far um uh, I don't know I'm looking at my sheet I'm like I don't know what to talk about but um I have this weird like this weird way of thinking 
where like if I it's basically FOMO like fear of missing out of like on knowledge so I attend every single like you're scared that like Atira will go through something new or something that you well like even if it's recorded I'm scared like oh what if I have a question and I can't ask about it and I know I always have the um I have access to like um like discussion Discussion boards boards, and emails and uh, um, group chats and all that but like I just I just feel like I'm missing out on something if I'm not there in person so see that's the thing I'm so different because I never have any questions to ask anyway and even if I do I try to find it online so I don't ever actually but need also to ask questions. So a lot of the times I just watch recordings I don't go to live lectures because I don't have questions to ask oh right um but even in lectures you don't always get a chance to um ask questions anyway Comp side lectures are ones where we get to chances to ask questions. Oh, okay. And I never ask anything anyway. Because there's always a... They always have, like, a couple tutors in the chat to answer stuff. I do actually zone out during the lectures easily. Because it gets, like, two hours of just sitting there watching... Listening to someone speak. But at the same time, if I'm, like, doing it online, like, watching a recording of it, I feel like I'm wasting my time just sitting there watching something whereas i can oh you just watch it i annotate my slides oh do you do that yeah because um that's what so i actually so here's a really bad or really good thing i do so basically i print out my slides and i actually grab a pen and and sticky notes and i start annotating the slides actually i think and i look um... over that for finals but the thing is um that the issue it's I have thing. with that is that because I'm printing out the slides, I'm wasting a lot of paper and ink. And then um, essentially what I do with those is I turn those into notes anyway. So at the end of the term, they're useless to me because all of that stuff is summarized into notes and I can just throw it away. And I do that. So um, basically, I kind of throw everything out at the end of the year and i just think that's a waste of paper i kind of want to get an ipad because then yeah because then i can annotate on the ipad and then like i could split screen and write my notes and do have that next to it i think that's like one of the options i have to make it a lot better in terms of like saving money because paper and printer ink is not cheap no Especially when you're using it to print out your slides and stuff. Like, that that uses a lot. And it also, like, frustrates me. Only because my printer just doesn't... It doesn't cooperate, like, half the time. And... But we, oh, my printer's fine. It, it's just... The toner's so expensive. I think everyone should invest in printers if they have the money for that. Because... Like, I think printers are good. Just on heavy usage, they get pretty expensive. Because you can get printers for, like, really, really cheap now. But it's, like, the quality... Yeah, it's like, a couple hundred bucks or, like, a hundred and a bit. It's so bad, though. I'm pretty sure our one is around... It's a pretty cheap one because not many of us actually need to print things. Um, But when I do, it takes around, like... I swear, like, 20 minutes to print. And there was one time when, like, I was just going through some stuff in my life. And I just needed to, like, some... I, f- I forgot what even I was 
I don't know. I was just like either frustrated or sad about something. Um, and I just happened to need to print something and it wouldn't work. And the second that it didn't work, I just went into like a breakdown. I was like, this is it. This is the, this is the end of the world. I can't print what I need to print. So, you know, my tip is to avoid breakdowns, get a good printer. (laughs) I think like, um, I'd say ink, like liquid ink printers are kind of bad. Yeah, I think we have They that. don't last very long. I think toners are better. They don't last very long. They break down pretty quickly. Toners are better, but the toner's so expensive. And if you're not using it that much, it kind of, like, it kind of evaporates. Uh, I don't know what happens, but, like, the oh, capacity no, no, I get what you mean. Does it get less opaque? No, it just runs out quicker. Oh. Like, over less. Because, like... It says, like, oh, it can print, like, a thousand sheets or, like, two thousand sheets. But, like, it runs out after, like, five hundred or, like, a couple. Like, it's, like, a couple hundred less than, like, what it's meant to. I don't know if you know the answer to this. But do you reckon it changes, like, the speed of printing time? Because my liquid one, it takes so long to just print out one page. But the one that my mom has at her office, toner... It's so quick. You just send it through and it just it's printed. I think because liquid... The issue with liquid is I hate how it smudges when you highlight stuff sometimes. I feel like we're getting a bit off topic here. Going to, um... <laughs> like, okay. We should, um... Okay, if anyone out there has is able to afford an iPad, do it for uni. It's so much better when you want to annotate stuff, honestly. And since our first episode is kind of coming towards an end, it's been, um, we've been recording for around 46 minutes now, but had, had a few. We had little breaks in the middle of like five minutes. So I think total we'll have like 40-ish minutes of audio. Sure. Um, but if we want to know a part two, um, to this episode, just about like, um, because I think we both have a lot more to discuss about uni into oh yes like um social life because I think that's a very big part that got affected for us especially because okay we shouldn't we shouldn't get too much too into this but I think we will be okay I I guess we'll we'll, it will explain a lot about our name for this podcast (laughs) yeah we briefly mentioned it in the introduction and if you still haven't seen that please watch it first and then come back to this well we're already at the end but um yeah Yeah. so if you do like our podcast please give it a like and a comment below and let us know how we can improve and what you like about this episode as well as like um some other advice that you would like to give other viewers and um and maybe if we do get some good advice we'll read it out at the end of we could if we even get like enough people we could do like a um you know how like, the cool kids do it <laughs> q and the cool kids like send in your questions i don't actually watch too many podcasts but i know that ryan Higo has like q and a but also he's like he's much bigger than us so yes, of course yes. he would have okay yes he's an og um, youtuber <laughs> yeah <laughs> So please um, keep your notification bell on because next week we will be having a new episode and it'll be um, all about friends. We hope that you'll be there for that. 
Um, the lack yeah. of friends. <laughs> so thank you everyone for watching. Yeah, thank you everyone for and listening. We'll see you next week. Bye guys. Bye.